<laughs> wow, that song, I Am Yours. Is that your cry this morning to God? Is that your prayer this morning to God? Is that your heart's desire this morning to God? Because if it is, you're in the right place. I was so glad this morning because knowing that we are doing a series on invested. You know, it's not just about who you're invested with, what you've got invested, but it's being invested. The other thing I'm actually pretty excited to see this morning is that everyone turned up in their PPE, in their prayer, in their praise, and their expectation to see God move this morning. God is going to move. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a destiny for you this morning. But we need to pray, and I'm going to pray this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that we can come before you, and we ask, Lord God, that even from this series, Lord, that from today, from your word, that you would stir our hearts and that you would stir us to go further, to go beyond all that we think we could do, and to meet you. And Lord, because we know that we are yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good this morning. I uh, see in this series title called Invested. It means getting in invested. It's having an interest. It's being involved. It's all of the in words, isn't it? Do you remember those in words when you were young? In, pin, thin, tin, all those books. My favorite ones were the at words. Cat, rat, bat, sat, bat, mat. Oh, I flew through that one. If I could just keep reading that one, it was like, yes, I can master this. But God wants us to be invested. You see, because the thing is that God has invested his very best for us. And you know what? We are his return. We're his return. And so we're going to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. We're going to present ourselves as some vessel that is able to be something that is poured out for his glory. You know, this morning, uh, by way of introduction, I had a couple of notes here, but the first thing that came to my mind was my diary. That's right. I may not look like I used to keep a diary, and I didn't start it with dear diary, but I had a diary. And in 1993, this one person had a diary, but there is a page somewhere in the middle that it now begins like, oh, there's a second person that's writing the entry. My life changed when I met Jesus. There were lots of stories in that first half of that diary and of all the things that I was invested in, of all the things that took my time, of all the things that took my finances, of all the things that took my thoughts and my heart and all of my energy, all of those things. But then I met Jesus, and Jesus gave me a new desire, a new life. I was a new man. I was a new man. I was strutting my stuff. I was walking around. I was uh, really happy. It was like, wow, you mean from this decision that I could make heaven my home? There was turmoil in that first half of that diary, but there was hope and a destiny in the second half, and it's not over yet, and it's not over yet for you. Maybe you've come in here this morning, and you're thinking, what is there? What is there to life? Well, I want to tell you that there is so much more that God has invested a great foundation for you to build your life upon. The definition of investment or invested this morning is to commit uh, money or capital in order to gain a financial return. 
They invested their savings in stocks and bonds, as an example. But I like this, to spend or devote for future advantage or benefit. You know, one of the benefits, one, the amazing benefit, is not only that we get to meet Jesus, but we get to live with him forever in heaven. In heaven. So this morning, I have a passage of scripture here, Psalm chapter 9. Verses 1 and 2. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd love you to follow along with me. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And this is a a passage of Scripture that jumps out to me, especially from that time when I gave my life to Christ. Psalm 9, 1 and 2. The Bible says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name most high. Hallelujah. I will praise you. I will tell of your marvelous works. I will be glad. I will sing praise. It was on me. I was now going to be invested in telling others about Jesus. I was now going to involve myself in being excited about the things of God and allowing him to move unhindered in my life. You know, King David wrote this psalm. He wrote lots of psalms, but he wrote this one. King David stirs himself to praise God for his mercies and the great things that he had done for him during that government time. God expects suitable returns of praise from those who he has done marvelous works for. You know, God is not slack concerning his word, his promises. God is not sitting on a rocking chair up there in heaven. God is not sitting back thinking, yeah, well, I did it. That's it. We'll just wait now. God is still invested in you today. God is still invested in us today. There is still much land to be taken. There are still many families to be one to him. There are still many hearts that have been aching to be healed by him. There are so many things that we can rejoice about in Jesus. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will put my whole heart in it. It's not just like being a fan and going, yes, I follow this team. It's about being a member. It's about having, uh, you know, the, the, the Guernsey and the scarf and uh, hanging out with the cheer squad and cheering everything, whether it's holding the ball, whether it's all these kinds of calls. It's about getting involved, getting invested. No one has to think twice, is he on that team or that team? They'll know which team you're on. Because when you start shouting the words of eternal life, when you start shouting the name of Jesus, when you start imparting what God has done in your life, there will be hope that will be birthed in other people's lives. You know, so this morning I have to ask you a question. Are you invested today? Are you invested? Are you invested in your praise towards God? Are you invested with your whole heart? Are you invested in praising the Lord Jesus with your life? Will you 
tell of his marvelous works. And what are they? That's a great question. What are they? It's not like, da-da, there it is, marvelous work. What it is, is a marvelous work. There are things that we can't do by ourselves, but God can do. He can do amazing things. Children of Israel, after 400 years, told Pharaoh, that's it, we're out of here. They get to the sea. What do they do? Swim? No, they didn't have swimming lessons. What do they do? Wait for a boat? No, there were no boats, no ferries. What do they do? They just sit there? Well, this is it? No. God says, that's it. Moses, point your staff. Here we go. And they obeyed. Bang. And they walked through on dry land because the waters were split. That very thing that was stopping them in a worldly sense, God made a way. God will make a way. And these are marvelous works. God will make a way for you. He will make a way in your life. He will make a way to get to your life. He will make a way for you to carry on in your life so that you can also bring those marvelous works into other people's lives. And people, when they hear what God has done in your life, will think, I can't believe you did that. You mean you used to do this and now you do that? It'll be like my diary. It'll be like two people written about in the same book. God is invested in you. As a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, I want to tell, tell others of his great works. I want to tell others of what he did for me, how I was lonely, how I was a mummy's boy, how I was all these other things. Hey, I'm not uh, proud to say that, I'll tell you, you know. But I have to tell you, I am my mum's favorite son. She only has one. Okay, so the thing is, so, you know, I needed to get delivered from that too. I had to stand up on my own. I even had to move out of home before I got married so that um, I could prove to my future wife that I could run a household. I moved in. I didn't even have a fridge. Didn't have a fridge and went to the shop, brought back all this Thought, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Oh, the cupboard's dark. When things are dark, they're colder. So I put them in the cupboard until I got a fridge. I didn't tell anyone that was coming over because, hey, oh, the food tastes. <laughs> but that, yeah, milk can last quite a while. You have to, the longer you keep it, the faster you have to stir it. But, um, but you know what? Marvelous work. God has delivered me from milk. <laughs> wow, how about that? Are you invested today? You know, we start off a bit rickety. We start off a bit... <laughs> You know, like, oh, it's like riding a bike, you know, and you don't want to be the, the only 32-year-old still with trainer wheels on, right? You want to be able to, I can do this by myself. I can do this by myself. But God wants to encourage you to put the pedal to the metal. God wants to encourage you to, to get down and to go. God wants to encourage you to be stirred because you know what? He has paved the way. He has forged a way for us. I want to tell you this morning, that um, I am invested in God's church. I know that you are invested in God's church. We are invested in God's church because it is a trauma room for the world. It's people come in from with all different issues in life. They come in and sometimes they might be flatlining. Oh, we got a pulse. You know, sometimes there are things that happen and God can touch your heart. He can bring that breath of heaven and burst it into your life. And my goodness, you will be invested in all that he has for you. In Jesus' name. You know what? The truth of the matter is that we are invested somewhere in life. We are invested somewhere in life. But sadly, there are people, I know this might be hard to believe, but there are people on the earth today 
that are investing in things that are temporary and do not last. Yeah, that's right, they do. It's a newsflash. There are so many places. There are so, in fact, there are TV shows that are made for this, where it's like American Pickers or something. You know, they go to these yards, and these guys, well, I've been collecting this for 400 years. You, know, you think, oh, wow. And you've got people diving through this junk. To us, it's junk. But the longer they keep it, it's rusting. It's now no, no longer worth anything. You, you can't rebuild it. You can't refashion it. But you know what? God is able to refashion. God is able to restore. God is able to renew. You're not on the junk heap of life. But as you give your life to Christ, you are invested in him and he's invested in you. Don't allow the past to dictate your future this morning. Don't allow the past to dictate your future. Because your future is bright. Your future is ahead of you. But you can step into it. Because as you are invested in God, and what his desire is, you will be able to step into all that he has for you. You know, we are all invested in something. We believe in something. We believe in the King of Kings. We're passionate about him, passionate about all that he has to do and all that he desires to do both in and through our lives. Acts 20 verse 35 says this, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. God has always given his best. He has always given, always given, and he hasn't stopped. He continues to give. And we are the benefit of that. We benefit from his giving. You know, God is in control. He just blows me away. Even this morning as we were worshipping, it just really dawned on me that this not only is this such a privilege that we are in God's house, but we've taken time out of whatever it is we do in life during the week, a specific time, and now we are hungering to see him, to hear from him, and allow him to move. God is in control. Hallelujah. Invested. So we invest because there are benefits. The benefit of making heaven your home is just goes without saying, doesn't it? But I have to say it. And I want to say it because what an amazing place. Heaven's not going to have an echo of emptiness. There's going to be joy. There's going to be cheers. Uh, there's just, it's going to be a party that goes on. There's going to be so much that we just... They're going to be blown away. But God has done, given his very best for us. You know, so to say that, I can say this. That for us and for the world, Jesus is the light of the world. He shines light into darkness and then we start to see the truth. You know, all of these different things that Jesus is. He is the bread of life. He is the good shepherd. He is the true vine. He is the gate. He is the son of God. He is the mighty God. He is the resurrection and the life. He is our savior. He is the Lord, the king of kings, and he's coming back very soon. And so more so, now more so than ever, 
there is a desire in our lives to want to be invested in him. Maybe you have come to a point where you feel exhausted. Maybe you have come to a point where you think, is this as good as it gets? But I want to tell you this morning that you can go further. I want to tell you this morning that God has so much more for you. Verse 2 of Psalm 9 says, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. So there we go. This is a personal thing where we can cry this out. Who's going to be glad and rejoice in God? You will. I will. I'm going to sing it out. You say it in your workplace. You say it in your family. You stand out in the open. You make yourself a testimony. You become an ambassador for Jesus. You know, the best investment of my life was coming to Jesus. The best investment I have ever made. Before I met Jesus, my life was all over the place. Emotions were all over the place, trying to fit in, always trying to follow the crowd and be, uh, be, be accepted by the crowd. But as I made that decision, I, that investment of coming to Jesus, I never realized of all the benefits. Fear, gone. Now I wasn't worried about, you know, um, certain things. I wasn't worried about my, my jobs. I wasn't worried about um, you know, arguments. And so I wasn't worried about certain things that confronted me and, and ruled my life before I met him. The benefits are enormous. There was peace instead of turmoil. There's faith instead of fear. There was no more guilt There was no more constant feeling the weight of my sin. Not so much what other people had done, but the weight of my sin. My sin no longer haunted me. Those things that I did thinking no one else could see, those things that left scars, those things that kept me away from groups and conversations, those things that separated me, which is interesting, isn't it? Because the Bible says sin separates, but God brings back. Sin separates. It's that relationship that was broken. But God brings us back. You know, when God's looking, sometimes you think, is he getting the best part of the deal here? All I could offer him was mess, broken stuff. I couldn't see anything through. You know, just I didn't have anything positive. But Jesus took all of my confusion Jesus took all of my pains, all of my sorrow, all of my heartache, and he put his love into my life. And for the first time, I started to see out. I no longer just looked inward. Sin was in every corner of my life until Jesus washed my sin away. And now I have eternal life. Eternal life. Wow, from being... That, that word, invested, investing and stepping into a relationship with Jesus Christ, something changed. I tried to change myself by my own efforts so many times, and every time I got worse, every time without fail. My workmates, uh, when I was working up the road here, used to say, oh, what's he going through this time? I tried to be a cyclist. I, was, I spent lots of money on uh, buying bikes and all of the, yeah, I know, that strange clothing, and all of that, and going on long rides and thinking fitness and all of that. And we would do long rides, and we'd have all the gear that went with it, all the bells and whistles. 
Because you need a bell on a bike, don't you? Not really. But I had all of those things, and yet I was still empty. No, won't do that. Oh, I'll get into cars. So I got into cars, and then it was hot rods and all these sorts of things. I'm going to build my own car. Really? I haven't even finished building one of those plastic models. You know, they're still in a box in a cabinet at home. So I'm going to build a real car instead of a fake one. And so I tried to doing that, and I put lots of money and lots of effort into it. Didn't finish. It came to nothing. Jesus came into my life. I didn't put a lot to start off with, but I stepped out and I humbly said, you know what, God, I am lost. I cannot do anything by myself at all. (laughs) But you know that. And Jesus stepped in. And wow, what a change. I still remember the very first day that I bowed my knee at an altar and gave my life to Jesus. It really was like the same as in my diary. It was like two different people. One person walked in and a new person walked out. I was singing songs I didn't even know the words to. I was making them up. You know, like those songs that people make up, everyone's singing along to a song and not everyone knows the words, but it gets to that stage where, you know what, you better know the words because you're going to get found out. I would get found out every time. I still misread words. But you know what? God will put a song in your heart. God will give you your very own song. You know, that's why it's so important. Even with our worship team, they are putting a song into our hearts. And as we worship, as we come before God, they're leading us from the outer courts. Like in the Old Testament, here's the temple. From the outer courts and into the courts of praise, into the Holy of Holies. As we lift our hands and surrender, as we set our hearts apart for the courts of the Lord, as we decide, to, you know know what? I'm going to invest in seeking Jesus. I'm going to invest in seeking God and making that conscious decision. He will meet with us at that door. He won't say, go away. Come on. Come on in. When you are invested, you can be relieved and glad and rejoice because all, because with all investments, you look forward to the returns. I'm looking forward to the return. The investment of Jesus Christ also has the return of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That means he's coming back. He's coming back. It says he's coming back on the clouds. Is that riding like a surfy, you know, some big gnarly wave or what? No, no, no. He's coming back and he's coming back on purpose and deliberately. It's not by accident. It's not by chance, but he will return. You can go further. God wants to draw you closer. You know, the world may have lots of different things going on. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's pestilences. There's sickness, as we know. There's certain rules and regulations that keep getting flouted. We can no longer travel here and there without certain things. That's what they're saying. But you know what? They cannot stop you from traveling from here to the throne of God. They cannot stop you from traveling from here to the altar of God. They cannot stop you from traveling from here and any position you are in life to the plan and the purpose and the destiny of God. He is the Lamb of God. He is the great I Am. He is on His way back in glory. He has your name written in the Lamb's book of life if you've chosen Him and He's written it Himself. It's written in blood, that precious blood that is able to wash your sin away, that precious blood that is able to heal the sick, 
Hallelujah. Bring uh, hearing to the deaf. It's able to make the lame to walk, the blind to see. All of these things. What he did yesterday, he can do today, and he will continue to do until he returns. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is awesome. He's mighty. And you know what? He loves you because he's invested in you. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance and salvation. He has you on his mind. Romans 5.8 says that, and yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And yet while we were still trapped in our sin, while we were still trapped in our invested worldly ways, while we were still trapped in that position, that stance where it was only going to enter the grave, Jesus came in, took our place. God made an investment. He took the cross and he staked his claim in Jerusalem over two and a half thousand years ago, almost 2,000 years. I'll say that's safer because he staked a claim. I was never good at maths, but you know what? God is a good mathematician. You know what? One day is a thousand. Hallelujah. Imagine me trying to say that in school. But God is in control. We can go further. You can go further. Can you hear the clarion call of the gospel this morning in your heart? Can you hear the call of God in your heart this morning? Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Wow, here we go. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you? who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, wow. Hallelujah. God is so amazing. He is in control. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Do not forget of his benefits. He has so much to give to you. There is so much more. It's not over. He didn't write your name and then put a full stop. He wrote your name and put a comma because the sentence continues. Your journey continues. You are not staying here, but you are journeying through life. You are going through because there is land to take. There is a new destination. There are new people to share the gospel with. There are new destinations, new jobs. There are new experiences that God has for you. Psalm 84.10 says this, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Hallelujah. You know what? I, have, I gave my life to Jesus in 1993, and I have never read that one before. And the thing that it blew me away because I thought I would rather be a doorkeeper. I would rather stand at the door of God's house. We got 20 more. Go. I would much rather do that than dwell in the tents of where I used to live. The empty promises, the broken dreams, the backstabbing, the lies, the confusion, the death, the evil plans, the blood of Jesus sorts it all out. Jesus will sort out every problem, every issue, because he says he will wipe away every tear. I'm looking forward to the return of Jesus. 
and what a return it's going to be. You know what? I've read the PDS. I've read the product disclosure statement. It's pretty good. I don't usually read the fine print, but this one I recommend. Read it. That blood. Ooh, you can go further this morning. Look how far you've come already. Don't, I love it. Don't talk smack to yourself. <laughs> don't talk yourself down. God has so much more for you. He died for you. Live for him. God has so much more for you and your family. Psalm 9-2 says, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Jesus changed my life. And I know that if he can change my life, he can change your life. He can give you a new start. He can bring times of refreshing. So the most important question, however, is have you invested your life in Jesus? Have you put your trust and faith in him for the most amazing gift ever, salvation and eternal life? Have you? You know, this morning we've begun to look at being invested in the kingdom of God, being invested in a relationship with Jesus, being invested in all that God has. Looking at the best investment of your life is choosing Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. The biggest benefit of that decision is that you get eternal life and you get to spend it with Jesus. Are you invested this morning? Do you know Jesus this morning? Do you know that he has a plan, a purpose, and a destiny for you? I've tried. I'm not good at technology. We humbly come before God this morning. You know, God is he's so loving and caring that he has won a bright future and a destiny for us. Are you invested in him and all that he has for you this morning? Amen. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes just in respect for a moment for a few of the, for those that are around us. You know, God has created us to pour and not store, to pour out for others. That way it becomes receive, pour out, and then get refilled. So this morning I have a question. If you are here in our house of worship this morning and you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour, that you don't have a relationship with him, but you would love to know the living God. If that's you this morning, I would like you to lift your hand so that I can see. And I'll count it a privilege of praying with you and leading you to Jesus. If that's you this morning, simply lift your hand. Maybe you once walked with Jesus 
but your heart has maybe drifted away, but you want to come back today. Same, same, lift your hand. Lift your hand to Jesus this morning. So just my call again is, if you don't know Jesus, or you want to come back to him, just lift your hand to Jesus this morning. You know, we live our lives and we are challenged about living purposefully. And God has a purpose for you. God wants to stir you and encourage you that there is so much more, that it's not over, that he has so much more for you. Amen. I'm going to pray a prayer on behalf of everyone here and I'd like you to follow with me. Maybe you would love to make a decision for Jesus but you are a bit fearful but I want to tell you that we're all going to pray this prayer and that you can pray it with us if you want Jesus. So say after me, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask you for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, today. I would love to meet with you down here after the service. But also, as we close this morning, these altars are going to be open. And I want to encourage you to come and find a place and let God stir your heart as you choose to be invested in all that he has for you. Because it's not over. It is a journey. And he wants to meet with you and help you. In Jesus' name. These altars are open.